0: But just to remind you, brothers, as we come to the Supper, this is a means of grace. It's been ordained by Jesus Christ. The main thing I want to emphasize to you before briefly before we take it, two things. But, but first, what I want to emphasize to you is that Christ has promised to be present with us in the administration of the Lord's Supper. That's his promise. Wherever we're gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. And he promises to come to communicate to us his grace. It doesn't mean just to express it, to remind us, but to, to impart it to us. To remind us by the visible sign, by the visible word of His love and the washing and renewal that we've received in the kingdom that we have received. Remember, as we take the Lord's Supper, there's two elements. There's the bread, which represents Christ's body that was broken for you. It represents His sacrifice on the cross. It represents His death. It represents Him bearing the wrath of God for you. It represents him taking upon himself the burden of your guilt and of your sin so that you might be relieved of it. He did this in obedience to the Father. So it represents his obedience and his righteousness to the Father. But there's the second element, and Christ calls the second element the cup. And he says the cup is the new covenant in his blood. That is to say, it's the blessings that his death has procured and those blessings are the blessings of the kingdom. Those blessings are the blessings of the assurance of God's love for you, as evidenced by his death, as secured by his resurrection. It, it, it's a, it, these blessings are, are evidenced by re, uh, regeneration, baptism. It's a representation of this. This is one of the blessings that Christ has purchased to us, these renewed minds that we have because our guilt has been washed away. And he's promised to pour out the Holy Spirit upon us. The cup represents the new covenant. It represents the blessings of the new covenant. It represents the inheritance that you have in the world to come. It's the blessings of the kingdom. It's the blessings of the spoil of Christ's victory. And so we remember his death, and we remember his resurrection, and we do so, as Paul tells us, thinking about his return. We do this until he comes. We do this until the end of the age. And so we're thinking about the nearness of that kingdom. So having said those few things, let me read the little standard insert that we have. You can uh, follow along if you'd like, if you have a copy of the bulletin. Reminders that are essential before we partake of the Lord's Supper. I'm just going to read this to you. We take the Lord's Supper believing that our Savior brings blessing and true spiritual nourishment through the Supper to those who receive the Supper by faith. The Lord's Supper becomes an effectual means of blessing and spiritual nourishment only by the blessing of Christ and the working of the Spirit and those that by faith receive the Supper. Faith in Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon Him alone for salvation as He is offered to us in the Gospel. Therefore, the Supper is for believers only. And let me just make explicit, if you're here today and you're not in Christ, we would ask you to refrain from taking the Supper we further believe that believers should be baptized upon their profession of faith and be members of a gospel-preaching church unless in transitory circumstances before they partake of the supper with us here in this congregation. Again, if you don't meet those qualifications, please refrain, we ask you kindly. If you have any questions about the supper and who should participate, please see one of the elders. Juice is provided for those who, for health or other reasons, cannot have wine. And juice is provided in the center of the serving dishes, and wine is in the outer rings. (coughs) Okay, with those reminders, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessing on the partaking of the Lord's Supper. Our dear Heavenly Father, we come to you once again thanking you for the liberty that we have, freedom of access to you because of Jesus Christ, one of the blessings that we receive as members of the kingdom of God. And we come to you, therefore, dear Father, with great confidence and boldness in Christ, knowing that you love us, knowing that we're washed and clean in Jesus Christ, and we make our supplication to you. And our prayer, dear Father, is this, that you would once again bless the supper, bless our time as we partake of these elements. Bless us as we partake of the bread, and bless us as we partake of the wine, of the cup. And help us to remember by faith what these things represent. And we ask, dear Father, that as we do so, we would indeed receive Jesus Christ once again and His love for us and the blessings that He has won for us and procured for us. And we pray, dear Father, that by Your Holy Spirit, You would make this an effectual means of grace in our life. We ask that You would would indeed bestow upon us spiritual blessings uh, through the administration and the partaking of the Lord's Supper, as You have promised, according to Your promise, dear Father, we pray. Uh, not, Not because we ask, not because this is our will, but because this is what you've revealed to us. This is your will, and on the basis of your great love for us, we make this our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.